You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here in Bismarck, North Dakota today at St. Anne's Catholic Church. Um, Beautiful sunny day here in Bismarck. I think we're going to have a record-breaking, I don't know, 50 degrees or maybe even higher, which is wonderful for this time of year. And I'm Karen Solensky along with Isaiah Jillick, who is helping us host today. Father Craig Holcalter has been called away. So thank you, Isaiah, for stepping in. My pleasure. Thanks kind of for an having expert. Me. You have a dad that's helped us out in Dickinson, so we are very blessed that that's you're right. here. Runs so. in my blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing, yeah. I guess. Yes. So we just finished visiting with Rosemarie Kuntz and Father John Paul Gardner about the women's and men's curcio that will be taking place in Dickinson, North Dakota. The men's will be um, the weekend of February 29th, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and then the women's is March 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. So if you're interested in registering for that, um, wonderful opportunity. BismarckCurcio.com is where you need to go. Um, if you have any questions, there's also information on there on how to get a hold of the contact people. Rosemary is for the men's, um, and Paul Souter is the, the men's. So it was a wonderful conversation and um, great opportunity. And obviously Isaiah was a Trinity High School graduate and is now in the seminary. And what year? I'm currently in my fifth year of formation, so I okay. just finished up in Washington, D.C. I had attended wow. St. John Paul II Seminary oh, and uh, went, studied philosophy down there and graduated th- this last May. And then this whole year I've been living at St. Anne's Catholic Church here in Bismarck. So. Oh, that's awesome. It's wow. been a great experience. Were yeah. your parents able to come out to visit you there at all or not? So my dad dropped me off when I first went out. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it was, a, it was a big, big change. Never felt homesickness before, but going from Dickinson to D.C. Oh. is quite the, quite the job. And then my yeah. mom actually picked me up and brought me back year four. So I came home over the summers, oh, but cool. she came for graduation as well as my younger sister, Mariana. So, oh, yeah, great. It was great. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. And so you'll be here at St. Anne's for how long? Uh, as of right now, until May, but there's possibilities it could be through the summer as well. So a okay. uh, so, so, soft end date of May and then possibly through the summer. Okay. And then, and then what's your... What's your journey after that? Yeah, so uh, uh, stage one of seminary is now called discipleship, where you're just learning how to follow Christ. And I'll be entering into now uh, the stage called configuration stage, um, where I'm being configured more to the life of a priest and to the life of Christ. And uh, that will uh, take place in the form of studying theology uh, down at Kenrick Glennon Seminary in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's that's going to be exciting. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, and blessings to you. You know, you have so many people praying for you, um, the Sarah Club and many others. I'm sure family and everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you for the you know taking the call and 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 you know going through this. I mean, I. I I just think it's exciting, you know, just an exciting journey for you young men. That um, absolutely, it's an priesthood. it's an adventure I never ever could have imagined. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Well, we are waiting for our next guest, Sarah Swafford, um, that will be joining us shortly. But part of um, the reason we had Sarah on is she was here in Bismarck for your Know Your Faith contest or competition that we had at St. Mary's High School. And Father Holcalter and I were there as well. Um, Real Presence Live streamed the event, um, and Isaiah was there as well. And so um, those of you that um, 
maybe don't know that much about Know Your Faith, maybe, Isaiah, you can just, because were you part of it when you were at Trinity as well? I was, yeah, okay. yeah. If so, you want to let the listeners know a little bit of what it was about. Of course, yeah. So the Know Your Faith competition is a competition that takes place uh, in the Catholic schools across North Dakota, um, and it takes place during Catholic Schools Week, which uh, the Catholic schools in North Dakota uh, do a really good job of really uh, making it a, a, an extremely celebratory week, and kind of the pinnacle of this week is the Know Your Faith competition. It starts at the local level at each of the high schools, um, and each of the high school has uh, their four high school classes compete to see who's the best in the high school. So freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors, all versing each other. Uh, you have the best from each class. Then whoever wins the local competition then goes on to compete at the state level, which is hosted at, uh, kind of rotates throughout the different high schools mm-hmm. in, uh, in uh, North Dakota. And uh, that's where the Catholic rivalry between all the Catholic schools really, really, uh, really comes out. And it's kind of the pinnacle party, the the thing everyone's looking forward to. Um, and it's a, an intense uh, um, quiz competition to see who knows uh, some of the ins and outs and maybe some of the nerdier aspects of Catholicism uh, best. And the questions were amazing. You Very know, I, so. I was like, because I would look at Father Hochalter and he said, do you know the answer to those, Karen? And I'm like, uh, I might have to look some of these up. But, <laughs> but you know, just, just what they put, what the schools put into it. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's, it, to me, it reminded me of a, a state basketball tournament. You mm-hmm. know, just the, the, the decorations and the, um, it was like Jeopardy and the, you know, the screens that were up there and, the, yeah. and you know, th- what the, the theme that they had. Um, just really, you know, I think the camaraderie is, mm-hmm. was just beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, um, Bishop David Kagan was there. Um, so, you know, I just think, I, I, I don't know, it's just, it's a beautiful experience for those that have never listened to it or been there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and um, kudos to you for being there because you were there as well. And I what was, was your yeah. role this I was, year? I was the scorekeeper. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I made sure to ditch the scorecard in case I made any mistakes <laughs> after it was all over. But yeah. <laughs> No, it was great. It was an intense job, uh, to be sure, but definitely a lot of fun getting to know who, uh, being the first one to know the winner, uh, yeah. sort of a deal, and passing it on, and checking with the judges to make sure who, who got uh, what score right, because the score is... Uh, each question increases in value. So there's uh, five questions in each round, and it goes from 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. Was that five questions? Yeah. 20, 40, 60, 80, yeah. And, yeah. So, um, and then the last question uh, is a wager question. And so, yeah, keeping all that together was definitely And that very was exciting. interesting to mm-hmm. see what the wagers were at the end. Yeah. Because, you know, um, it was interesting to see how the answers also um, varied. You know, a little For bit sure. they weren't exactly on, but, mm-hmm. you know, most of them did more in the ballpark yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. but um i i think the whole um the whole jeopardy concept kind of was was kind of neat how you know um i don't know i don't think they played the jeopardy music but no they didn't yeah (laughs) they played a lot of other music but yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and then saint mary central high school was the champion this year was the champion that is correct they really pulled it away in the third round there they got every question right they did Mm -hmm. yeah so you know and then the studying i'm assuming that goes in for the students mm-hmm. is I I would assume that they do the studying part or how does that all work? Very much so. So yeah, a lot of times after you win the local competition, you know your teammates. You have uh, you uh, you it's you yourself and two other people, and um, usually the morning of and the day leading up to the state competition, you're hitting the books pretty hard. You're opening your catechisms, your Bibles. You're you're looking up uh, random Catholic trivia online uh, to uh, see where it goes. I had the honor of helping the St. Mary's students uh, study oh, uh, right. Cool before the event and so that was a lot of fun um 
So, yeah, you really hit the books hard because it is a time to represent your school well. Mm-hmm. It's a time to really show your school pride and, uh, and the fruits of uh, learning about your Catholic faith. And that's, you know, I think that's the point right there is the young people learning about their Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. You know, those of us that are older, um, you know, maybe not, we probably didn't learn some of those things in our day. I mean, even reading the Bible, you yeah. know. And so I think it's such a gift that with our Catholic Schools Week of what... Um, the opportunities, you know, our students have. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing. And I'm sure you, you know, you could tell us stories about your experience at Trinity with, you know, and maybe why you chose to, to go into the priesthood. You know, if you For had sure. a certain calling, I mean, did you mm-hmm. have, what was your, what was your, I don't know, light bulb that went on that that was mm-hmm. your next step in life? Yeah, uh, Catholic, um, Catholic uh, my Catholic education was paramount and central uh, to me receiving uh, my calling to seminary. Um, I'm extremely and deeply grateful for uh, not just the spiritual formation that I received at Trinity, but also the human formation, just learning how to be a good human being uh, as they were helping me mature into a young adult man. And so um, something that was uh, central to me, and Bishop Kagan has done such a good job of this, is uh, he's just kind of pumping good young priests into our schools. And so Father Dosh, now my vocations director, the vocations director of the Bismarck Diocese, became my high school chaplain when I became a junior. Um, And so his uh, religion class, and he did such a good job of teaching us like why we believe what we believe in the Catholic faith, the reasons behind all the difficult teachings instead of just just what the teachings are. And so him really... uh, lighting my mind to the truth and the reality um, of the Catholic faith instead of just some idea um, was really big. So yeah, that's what really led to me being uh, open to hearing God's voice. That's pretty cool. Um, You know, and Father Dash is obviously at at Corpus Christi here. Um, I've got to know him a little bit better in the last couple years with Mm -hmm. the Vocations Jamboree as well that we're going to visit with um, one of our our people from University of Mary on that. But, you know, that's, I think, the... Um, the example that some of those priests set to. Um, mm-hmm. Now you guys have Father Grant Dvorak, which is you know, right. St. Mary's grad, um, you know, wonderful young man. And just, you know, his mm-hmm. his inspiration, I'm sure, is going to be wonderful there as well. And that's always good to hear yeah. that, you know, you were able to look up to somebody or somebody encourage you to go the route that you're, you're mm-hmm. going. So, Very much so. Yeah. yeah. The support was there. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Well, you know, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, We are going to connect with Sarah um, Swafford after the break here. Um, We were visiting with Isaiah Jillick um, on his journey to priesthood. And it's a beautiful journey. It connects with what we're going to be visiting with Sarah on on your Know Your Faith competition and, and her involvement in that. So stay with us. We will be right back after the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. 
Some say that our age of relativism, the belief that there are no absolute truths, began when the philosophers of the Enlightenment divorced reason from reality. Indeed, David Hume wrote that reason exists only to serve our own agendas. Contrast this with great thinkers like Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine of Hippo, who each taught that reason is at the service of reality. And because of this, the human reason can reason their way to truth. In John Paul's famous encyclical Fides et Ratio, he writes, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. Millennia of Christians have held that faith without reason is brainwash, and reason without faith is blind. So today, when you're thinking through an issue, ask yourself, is my reason serving reality, or am I twisting reality to serve myself? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Let us run to Mary and as her little children cast ourselves in their arms with a perfect confidence. St. Francis de Sales. Join together with families across the local area for the Rosary, nightly here on Real Presence Radio. On Wednesday through Monday nights, tune in at 8 p.m. Central and on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Central. Gather the whole family together and pray this powerful prayer with us. Join us for the Rosary Wednesday through Monday at 8 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to Real Presence Live. It is Thursday, February 22nd. We are here at St. Anne's Catholic Church that is going under a major renovation, which is going to be truly beautiful once it's complete. I got a sneak peek yesterday, and I'm very excited to see the the uh, completion of it. Um, I'm Karen Selensky, along with Isaiah Jillick, who is joining us today. Uh, he's a seminarian here that is at St. Anne's Catholic Church for a bit yet. That's right. Yeah, and so thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, Isaiah. my Appreciate pleasure. It. Mm-hmm. So we do have our next guest on the line. Sarah Swafford um, is with us today. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to be with you all. I have such a love for, I say, the North, but especially the Dakotas. So thank you for having me. It's fun to be with you. Yes, and thank you for joining us. We greatly appreciate that. And I think Isaiah um, was at your Know Your Faith competition as well as, as I was, and he, he said he had well, I guess maybe briefly saw you there, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to let Isaiah just visit with you a bit about your um, your experience at Know Your Faith. Yeah, hi, Sarah. Good to talk to you again. Yes, hello. Well, uh, Sarah, I have to l- let you know, so I had the pleasure when I went to Trinity High School, uh, once again during Catholic Schools Week, right, right after the local Know Your Faith competition, when I was a freshman, I had the pleasure of hearing you speak, and then I just got the pleasure of hearing you speak again this year, for this time as a fifth-year seminarian, so that was quite quite the treat for me. Um, but what uh, what was some of like, you uh, tell us what was some of the experience like? You've obviously traveled to a lot of places uh, throughout uh, the country, giving uh, beautiful talks. What was your experience like coming to the um, North Dakota Know Your Faith State competition? Oh, it's so funny that when I got the email asking if I would like to be on to talk about it, I was like, I talk about it all the time. I would love to talk more about it. So. <laughs> Um, the first time I ever experienced the Know Your Faith competition was probably, two, I think it was like 2017, 2016, some of that, somewhere in there. And it was when I came up to do the Catholic Schools Week, 
they said, well, there's this thing called Know Your Faith, and it's a competition, and I was like, oh, sure. I was thinking, like, Catholic Scholars Bowl or something, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, I loved mm-hmm. Scholars Bowl when I was in, in high school. And then I showed up, and it was like, there was a boxing ring, and there was, like, lights and smoke, and there were, like, 20 priests and the bishop, and I just got my phone out and started videoing it for my husband <laughs> and for my kids. And I was like, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my first experience with it. I just, I was blown away. I just, how fun it was about how the students like really wanted to win. And like, they were having so much fun together mm-hmm. and it was all about knowing your faith. And so that was my first experience with it. And it, I, I used to talk about it. You know, I've been talking about it for so many years just as like, what a model for how it can be done and how you can have high schoolers be excited about their faith and know their faith. And I just was so proud of the people putting it on and I was so inspired by it that I actually tell a lot of high schools and a lot of people, you know, in charge of, of different, you know, organizations. I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? You know, so mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a champion of the idea of the Your Faith competition. I just loved it. So when they asked me, if I wanted to be a part of it this year, I was, oh, I was like, heck yes. And so it was so fun to be, I mean, I felt so loved. They brought me in on a golf cart and, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like all these high schoolers cheering for me and cheering for the faith competition. Competition. It was, it was just like, this is like a little slice of heaven, you know, just to be this excited about their faith. And then my other favorite part about Know Your Faith is, I love the priesthood in the Dakotas. The priests mm-hmm. in the Dakotas are amazing. I am spoiled rotten. My family is so spoiled to be friends with just a ton of amazing priests. That's one of the, the coolest things about doing ministry is getting to meet some of the greatest priests that I know are, you know, out and around. And I've, you know, I've been all over America and then to the Philippines and to Australia and to Europe and Canada. And just I've been able to meet Truly, like when we were in Germany, I'll never forget, we did the Focus C conference over in Germany for the European students Mm. and just meeting priests and just, you know, being so blown away by the priesthood, this quiet, strong priesthood that is out there. Uh, But I just, oh my gosh, people will ask me, and I'm like, do Bismarck, the Diocese of Bismarck have the coolest priests? Like, they are so awesome. Yes, we are so blessed. So everyone listening out there, know how awesome your priests are. Do not take (laughs) them for granted. Have them for dinner. Love on them. Yes. Well, and, and Sarah, you, you, when you made the trip here to North Dakota, you were at Trinity High School, correct, for a talk, and then also at St. Mary's Central High School, correct? Correct, yes. And Dickinson State. I got to go oh, hang out wow. with students there. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually gave like four talks. It was awesome. I got to go all over the place. I did a couple parent talks as well. Awesome. Very good. And so do you want to share with the listeners a little bit what your what your talks were about, maybe, you know, the topic and, and um, just just what you, you know, offer to everyone? Oh, my gosh, sure. Well, I love, you know, I've been doing ministry you know, Isaiah and Father Grant and so many of the, it's, it's so humbling because I feel so old when these adorable, you know, seminarians <laughs> are like, hey, you gave me a talk when I was in high school. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here in my, uh, I'm turning four, I, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now and I'm like, okay, well, okay, that makes me feel really old and also I love it. So I am so blessed to, to have been able to speak for years now on, I love speaking to young adults and adults. Um, with anything, you know, related to relationships and friendships and family. Um, and I think that, you know, insignificant others and just 
you know, just we're human, and, you know, I always joke that, you know, as humans, we put the fun in dysfunctional, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. so easy. It's so easy in our world to, you know, it just so we all have our own wounds, we all have our own stories, we all have our own personalities, and even, you know, faith backgrounds, and so you bring all of that into being human and, and having to interact with people. I love Mother Angelica, you know, it always says, um, I, I, it would be easy to be a saint if I didn't have to deal with people, you know, which I think is so <laughs> So, yep. you know, it's just, it, it's so human to, to really struggle with things like that. And then you add in social media and you add in how hard it is in the dating culture now and today, and you add in bullying and, you know, cyberbullying and just being a junior high, high school, college student, young adult in their 20s, you know, even adult in your, you know, any part of your adulthood, and then also parenting this generation, you know, I talk about how, you know, if you feel kind of overwhelmed or insecure or lost with all of this at any age, you know, we're playing with a deck of cards that no one in the history of the world has ever played with. You know, this having a phone, having, you know, constant interaction with, you know, quote-unquote communication, having online dating, you know, being a parent with this generation, whether it's with video games or social media or just all of it, you know, the Lord, there's so much truth and good and beauty, and, you know, it's all there, but at the same time, it's really hard to sort it out as a faithful Catholic today. And so I'm right in the thick of it. You know, I have six kids from my oldest will be 18 all the way down to eight months, and so I have, you know, I'm kind of in the thick of both of it. You know, I feel like I'm still navigating it personally, but then also trying to navigate it for my kids as well. And so we just wrote a book together. My husband um, and I wrote a book called Gift and Grit. And we wrote it as kind of, you know, the last 15 years of doing ministry. We get asked a lot of questions. Um, and we sit, you know, in my living room and we sit in my around my island and we talk a lot. Um, I live across the street from Benedictine College. I'm actually sitting in my car hiding from my children because it's quiet in my car. <laughs> um, and I'm looking at Benedictine. So, you know, I have 2,000 college students across the street. And so it's like, man, and I know a lot of their parents and so that Gift and Grit was really a book that we wrote kind of saying, all right, if you were sitting around our kitchen, this is kind of the things we say a lot. Mm-hmm. And so the whole premise of it is your life is a gift, like you are a gift. And it's hard sometimes to believe that. It's hard to live in that belovedness. It's hard to live as a beloved daughter or son of God and to believe it. But if you, you know, if you know you're a gift and you know that the meaning and purpose of your life is to give it away as a gift, you know, that, that's where a lot of our faith comes into play. But the question is, do you have the grit to do it? Because it takes a lot. It's gritty. It's gritty to go through, you know, a healing process. It's gritty to have a prayer life. It's gritty to have virtue. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because we were just visiting with um, two of, of the people that are helping organize the men's and women's Curcio coming up. And I think this mm. ties in really well with, you know, friendship, family, gift and grit because you know we don't take the time most of the time to men and women both i mean to go on a spiritual retreat Mm -hmm. you know and and really realize the the gift that we have been giving given by god and also um you know it is grit i mean we you have to hunker down and you know it's too easy to just give up um you know we had that conversation this morning as well um it, yeah. It's too easy, and social media makes it easier, unfortunately, you know. So we are blessed that we have, you know, people like you and your husband that, that are sharing that, 
Gift and Grit, and maybe that's a good book to have at Curcio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. <laughs> no, Sarah, you had a really good quote while I was at the uh, talk there that you had all the students repeat back, because obviously this fight is so important, but us as Americans, and especially North Dakotans, we can almost cling to the grit rather than to God. And you had this really good thing you had all of us uh, repeat, Where, and if you could help me remind me, and then talk a little bit about uh, why it's so central to your talk, is you said, I believe it was, uh, striving not perfect or something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is now famous because Father Mike quoted me in Catechism, catechism in a Year. Um, hey, so there's a win. My phone blew up. My phone like, totally blew up that day, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm trying to figure out what was going on. It was all my friends that were um, doing, I was like five days behind, obviously. I live my life about five days behind <laughs> on the whole thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's striving not perfect because perfect doesn't exist. And the reason why I try to say that is I think it's so easy for our generation, especially as Americans. I mean, I, you know, we're all brought up in this world, and there's really a sense of um, the cardinal rule or the, the ultimate, you know, you, you, just, you can't show weakness, you can't fail, you can't get it wrong, you can't look like you got it wrong, you can't look like a failure. And so what's happening for a lot of people, I think, especially for the younger generation, I'm seeing this, is they're afraid to commit, they're afraid to take risks, they're afraid to do anything, they're just paralyzed. Um, and that's something that, you know, I actually was talking to Father Mike about that when Father Mike Schmitz and I were chatting about it, because we both do a lot of, of college ministry, you know, him with the Bulldogs up in Duluth and me to here at Benedictine. And um, when I was up there giving a talk at, at, in Duluth, he's like, you know, I'm starting to see this feeling that everyone has, especially after COVID, of, well, it's probably just going to be canceled anyway. You know, I'm not going to really, like, dream big, and I'm not going to really, like, try hard, because it's not going to be enough anyway, or, like, someone's going to do it better, so I'll just let them do it. You know what I mean? And I think that, that you, like, again, you up there in the North, what, what you just said was so so clutch of, of, like, just doing it, you know, gritty, just being gritty. Mm-hmm. And so I think, that, I think that that side of, you know, gift, no, like, I'm going to give my gift to the world. I'm going to strive for holiness. I'm going to strive for virtue. I'm going to strive for all these things. Am I always going to be perfectly holy and perfectly virtuous and perfectly all these things? No, but we still have to strive for it because that's where so much freedom and love and happiness is going to come from. And so I think that that's, again, it's the world just, gosh, the world just does not get this. It just twists and, you know, it just really, especially social media, it's hard sometimes on social media to even portray striving or virtue or Mm -hmm. because you don't get on social media typically and air out your dirty laundry or the times that you failed right Mm -hmm. so it just looks like a lot of people a lot of perfect people out there you know doing their thing and it's like that's just not real a lot of it is going to be striving you know like that's why i love the gift of our church where you have you know confession and the adoration you know adoration and the eucharistic the eucharistic presence so I'm just, I'm really fascinated with the church being able to kind of grasp this idea of striving for holiness, striving. You're not always going to get it right, but it's worth the fight. And what a beautiful quote. Um, you know, I think all of us should take note of that um, because I think too many of us are in that perfectionist world. So thank you for that, Sarah. And yes. thank you for joining us today. Um, we appreciate you giving your words of, words of wisdom. And again, remember, striving, not perfect. And um Thank you for staying with us. We're going to take a quick break and stay tuned.